Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Well, well, well. Welcome back to Total Screamers. I'm Sybil. Joined by Jake. Say hello, Jake. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Uh, no Tim today. Um, we've banished him again uh, for, for his horrible quiz. <laughs> no, yeah, um, um, question about Sam Allardyce traumatised me that much that we've had to get rid of him. Yeah, we spoke to HR. <laughs> we spoke to HR and <laughs> everyone decided it was time for him to take a bit of time off. <laughs> anyway, so we had more football happen yesterday. Some decent football actually, starting with uh, Fulham Everton. So a closer game than you'd normally think with Fulham Everton. And we were just talking yeah. about this offline. Uh, well, we both fought Dominic Calvert-Lewin with it because you captained him on fantasy and I triple capped him on fantasy. Uh, so we were both yeah, right was, in that regard. <laughs> yeah, he was always going to score, wasn't he, against Fulham? Like they've been pretty poor defensively. So, you know, it was the perfect sort of time for him. He's got his 10th goal of the season. So, um, for just Fulham's agony of penalties goes on, doesn't it? That's the thing. It's their third miss of the season, third different penalty taker who's missed. So, like, it's, it's starting to become quite quite comical, really, Fulham's penalties, because they're just going to be getting worse. Well, that's the thing. They've set the stage now. Next time they get a pen, the full team's going to fucking go like, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> who's who's taking it? Be, uh... like, I think they've, like, they've gone too far now. They like, don't pick another person to take it, because that person's going to have all the pressure of the world, and they're just going to join Terry uh, like that last bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really I mean, did. Cause it was very if there was poor. fans in the stadium, if there was fans in the stadium, the full stadium would be giving it a wee bit. Of, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Imagine you know fans get back in the stadium, and you know it's in like a bit of a hostile ground. Imagine that, like sort of in the, against another London team, they get another penalty. They, oh, it's going to be carnage, wouldn't it? It'd be absolute carnage. The amount of like shocking penalties. It'd be great to watch. But I thought Everton were good um, for 
75 minutes. Thought they were really good. Uh, Luca Dean was really good. Uh, got another assist, couple of assists, didn't he? So kept keeps that sort of nice record he's got going, linking up with Calvert Lewin. But he's uh, he's really good, sort of left back, a bit of like a sort of a budget Andy Robertson, isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Andy that's Robertson. you know, that's, yeah, but that's you know, that's a compliment to both of them in a backwards kind of way because Andy Robertson's that good um, that you know Luca Dean sort of trying to aspire to those sorts of levels, isn't he? Um, I think uh, got a long, uh, long way. To Every left back will be these days, to be honest, um, because of like how big Andrew Robertson has become, how how consistent he is. I think I guess his consistency that that's given him most of his plaudits. Um, even though he is an absolute fantastic footballer, it is absolutely his consistency that kind of really sets him apart from every other left back in the world. Um, one strange thing we were talking about earlier was uh, Vincent Awobi playing right back or right right wing back will be more accurate. Let's say um, because normally we both remember Awobi being naturally sort of out on the left wing, so a bit of a strange one. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, seeing him sort of wing back was a bit different, but I thought he played pretty well there, to be honest. Um, I don't know how often he's played at wing back. I can't see it being very many, but I thought he was good. Um, from what I saw of the game, he was he was pretty good. Um, it adds another option for Ancelotti, doesn't it, to have someone who's able to be quite versatile like that. Um, and it gives him another formation to play as well. Um, another, op- say another option for that team, um, which is always good in football to have options and have different formations and not become too reliant on one thing. Yeah, there's a team we're going to talk about next that's uh, coming under that, that umbrella of uh, relying on one thing. <laughs> but we'll come on to that fairly shortly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't remember Vincent Wobie having as good a game since he was maybe at Arsenal. Maybe when I seen a, a couple of times where he, he played with quite a lot of flair and stuff like that. But yeah, he did play absolutely. <laughs> did a really, really good job uh, out in the out in that side at wing wing back. I can actually see him getting picked there again um, because he, he, he looks such a threat every time he had the ball, uh, and that's not something you normally say about Vincent Wobie. <laughs> so credit to him; he's obviously deserved his start there, um, taking advantage of. Injuries. Um, Fulham are in a little bit of trouble, I think. They're getting better. They seem to be on a slight upturn. Like they did have Everton against the ropes for the last few minutes of the match, or the last sort of quarter of the match. Uh, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to keep them up. They really should have capitalised on their momentum there. Scored that penalty and took a point from Everton, from a really good Everton side. Yeah, it's a good point, isn't it, if they take that? But unfortunately, they didn't. I think what they're lacking is they're lacking a goal scorer. Mitrovic can be that, but he's not in any sort of form at the minute. And I think they're missing, you know, they're missing two or three other players. Players as well, sort of the missing a midfielder. I think they need a centre back as well. Um, but mainly, what's going to keep them up is scoring goals. They got two yesterday against Everton, but they need to score more goals to be able to beat these teams and beat the teams that are around them as well. They need to start beating the teams that are around them, or at least taking points off just to sort of get themselves at a level where they can get a bit of form. Unlike our next team we're about to talk about, who are in absolute <laughs> turmoil. I'd <laughs> uh, coming on to them. Sheffield United are terrible this season. Uh, I'd really, I mean, we've seen a bit of this in the, in the um, and we spoke about this earlier. That we've seen their dip in form last season, and we put it down to just oh, it's because of the, it's because of the virus, it's because it's the volume of games. There's not as much preparation. They're obviously a side that needs a wee bit of preparation leading up to a match. It's the uh, fixture congestion. It's it's this and it's that. But this has gone on a long time now, and now it's bled into this season, and now it's looking like they just really like disorganised uh, and that's not something you'd like to see I, I, the, the camera zoomed in at Chris Wilder at some point during the, the 
the match when playing West Ham. And it was near the end of the game and he was just shouting at the lads, all we need is one chance, all we need is one chance. And I'm thinking, he's have had chances, he's not took them. And I mean, they weren't chances that, that was made by Sheffield United's brilliance, it was a little bit lackadaisical for, for West Ham. Uh, I think Sheffield United maybe did make West Ham look a bit better than they actually were. Um, but I think, yeah, Sheffield United in trouble, could be going back down. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, they had chances, didn't they? You know, they had more shots on target than West Ham. Um, you know, they had nine shots in the whole game. They've just got to start putting some of these chances away. Um, Ollie, I know Ollie McBurney hit the bar yesterday. He's he, him and um, he's got to be scoring. He's got to start scoring goals. Or you know, he's a he's such a big lad and he's such a presence that just doesn't do enough for me in that sort of area. You know, he's got Rian Brewster playing with him. He's just they've just got to start to form a partnership. Now. They've had a few games to sort of and a lot of training sessions to sort of form that partnership but they are not scoring goals and that for them is starting to become an issue because they've only got one point after nine games and that is that's shocking and it really is to be honest at the minute after watching them I can't see them I can't see them starting to win Um, not when they're playing like this they they will not you just don't look like it yeah yeah, they will not they will not get three points playing as they are. Uh, that chance that you referenced there, Ollie McBurney hitting the bar, um, that was actually set up as a crossfield ball from Rian Brewster. Rian Brewster's done the job yeah. there. He's put in a really, really good good pass to Ollie McBurney. He's pretty much one-on-one with the keeper by the time he, he makes his run, Ollie McBurney. He's on his left foot, and you've got to at least test the keeper. It's a, it's a tight angle. It's diagonal. not the best angle, but you've got to at least test the keeper and let him know you're there. Um, because, and you could see how frustrated he was both after that chance and after the game. Um, and it's not as if these are bad players. I was saying, I was maybe giving, uh, Ollie a little bit of stick, <laughs> maybe a couple of episodes <laughs> ago, um, about his goal scoring record, which is absolutely shite. Um, but we know he can, <laughs> we know he can be good. Um, we know Rian Brewster's a good player. Me and you have both watched Rian Brewster really, really closely for the last couple of years. Um, yeah. We've watched him in the Championship. We've watched him at Liverpool. Um, we know how good he can be, but he's op- he's now operating on a side where he's not really going to get service. And he's playing in a league where you don't get many chances. Chances like that, if you're playing in the Premier League, all oh, the chances like that, he needs to at least test to keep it or put it away because they're not coming every five, ten minutes like in the Championship. They're coming maybe twice and a half. This is it, isn't it? In this league, you've got... You've got to, like you say, at least test the keeper with the chances you're getting. You see it at the top level, the, the top players, they do that and they do it regularly. Um, every chance they get, they make it count near enough every time. you just got to look at sort of Harry Kane and Son for Tottenham and Salah Mane for Liverpool. Those players, when they get in that chant, they get in, get in those opportunities. They often put them away, or they'll at least test the keeper. You know, they'll cause they'll cause problems with, with their chances, winning corners, things like that, which creates more opportunities to score from. But the team, the players you see lower down, they, they struggle to do that, don't they? A lot of them, they'll make the step up, and then you know they'll they just don't they don't score enough. And and for Sheffield United, they start they need their strikers to start scoring. And at the minute, um, Chris Wilder is has a massive headache. Because his team are just not doing anything that they did last season. <laughs> They're just not doing any of it. They're not defending as well as they were. They're not scoring like they were. Then and ultimately they're not winning like they were. They're at this point last season they were ninth. Now they're bottom. They've got one point after nine games. I said that earlier, but you know they're struggling. It's not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Um, and I, I like Sheffield United. I think they're a good sign. I like Chris Wilder. Um, you know the last season it was a nice success story for them, but it's second season syndrome, isn't it? Really, they are struggling. 
Massively, mate, massively. And I had Wilder maybe pinned for the Arsenal job. I thought Arsenal might try and poach him and get an up-and-coming coach with, with different ideas like him. Because obviously last season they did have that sort of three at the back, but the centre-backs would, would split and go almost all the way up to the byline and cross balls and stuff like that. It was quite, you know, innovative football, you know. It was it was nice to see, but it's been found out, definitely. <laughs> Every, one manager, yeah. it's one of the cases, one manager figures out how to counter it. Uh, and a pundit said tonight, football is a copy, a copycat's game. Um, and it definitely is, obviously. If you see a, if you see a team with their, their go-to plan fail miserably, uh, it's, it's obviously going to be copied by, by the, by different managers. And, uh, that's definitely been found out. They need to find another way to play. Maybe they need a, to push one of the midfielders up further to, to help out, um, Brewster and, and McBurney. Um, McGoldie, Yeah, I, I, I do feel. Is I do he's, feel he's like the, striker, the strikers are a bit, they are isolated, even though there's two of them. They do mm-hmm. seem very isolated, like there's no link between the midfield and the strikers. They are pretty much left to do it on their own. And, you know, you, you, at this level, you can't leave it to them. You, the two lads can't do it on their own up front. Um, they need other people to be there. And that link, like you say, potentially could be good. It's McGoldrick is the one, he's the, it's the old season striker, the old season championship striker they're relying on. Which is ridiculous. You've got two young, expensive strikers who have spent money on, uh, and you're relying on McGoldrick, who's been at the club a while, um, <laughs> who's obviously great in the championship because he's one of these sort of journeyman players, and he's getting on a wee bit. You, that's not like that's not the striker that's going to keep you in the Premier League. You need other strikers yeah. to be firing. Um, speaking of strikers that have stepped up for the championship and changed their game, <laughs> Patrick Banford for Leeds. Um, so Leeds played Arsenal yesterday. Uh, it was a bit of a weird game, wasn't it? Well, it didn't go exactly how I expected goals, 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 uh, and that just never. Do you happened. know what? I I didn't I didn't think that. I thought initially I thought yeah they're going to be goals, but then sort of as I watched the first 10, 15 minutes, I thought oh, nil nil written on over it. I, was, I think both sides, you know, they're both out of form a little bit. They've both lost a few games, and um, you know I think they've both lost three and four, which isn't ideal. And mm-hmm. I kind of just felt like neither team wanted to lose. Do you know what I mean? Um, I thought Leeds were the better side, and definitely that last twenty minutes, they 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 could have had three or four, and they they hit the woodwork. I think three, it was three or four times they hit the woodwork. Um, you know, Rodrigo, he hit a wonderful shot, didn't he? Just outside the box, that hit the bar, and Bamford, or, you know, Messi as he's known to Leeds fans at the minute, um, <laughs> he hit the post, and you know, Rafinha he hit the post as well. And as I was watching, I thought Leeds are going to Leeds are going to do it. They're going to they're, they're going to score, and then it just it just didn't happen. Did it? But um, I actually quite enjoyed the game for a nil-nil. It wasn't it wasn't the worst nil-nil I've ever watched. It wasn't the best, but um, I did actually, I did enjoy it. Um, but I just want to touch on like Pepe. You know what is he thinking, Nicholas Pepe? Um, it was shocking, yeah. wasn't it? What? I'll tell you, I'll tell you I said I, I need you to go out. I need you to go out and play like Zidane. That's what I'll tell you. I said to him, saying nothing. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, it was the wrong kind of Zidane, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He only wanted to have a go at him after the match as well. Had to be dragged away by his coaching staff. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was all about the shadows. I mean. Arteta looked furious in the post-match interview. Furious. About he was it. not happy, was he? He was not a happy, man. I, I, the thing is, it nearly cost the side as well. Um, he had, well, like, it did like, in a way. You maybe yeah, think, it did, yeah. You maybe think they could yeah. have got, got more than a point um, had he stayed on the pitch. Um, but that's the thing. He's been rewarded with a start. Or maybe not rewarded with a start, Nicholas Pepe. But he started right, and he's not been starting a whole lot of games. Um 
and he's just he shoved it right back in the manager's face there. I think it'll be a long this time before Arteta trust him to start a, a, a game in the Premier League again. Yeah, this is it. You know, he's cost seventy five million pounds. He's their record signing, and he's not justified it. The manager's given him a chance to start a game and say, right, show me what you can do, and he's just let his head go, hasn't he? Well, literally let his head go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, figuratively, figuratively and literally, um, and you know, it nearly cost his team all three points. He was lucky that they, you know, it didn't cost them all. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think he's been dreadful pretty much every game he's played for Arsenal. He's not really shown anything to justify that money. Um, one or two glimpses here and there, and you think, all right, yeah, you know, there is there is a player in there that wants to come out, but then he does things like this, and you think, ah, it's almost like he can't be bothered. It's almost like he can't be bothered. It's true, mate. It's true, and I do. He's so one footed for for a game of the pace of the Premier League as well. It's just so so one footed. Uh, I really yeah. do don't think they're going to get. Ever seventy five million pound worth of player out of Nicholas Pepe, uh, and I don't have to decide to sell him. I don't think I'm going to any anywhere near that money. I think they'll be lucky if they get forty, forty five. They'll be yeah, they'll be lucky money. to get half of that money back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I see. See, the thing is, like that must be so frustrating for a new manager that comes in because obviously Arteta had nothing to do with signing Nicholas Pepe. But he must be yeah. thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, seventy five million. What could I do with that? Who, who could I add to my fucking squad that money? And I'll fucking never see it. <laughs> It's it's all it's the problem with it as well is it's gonna put the board off spending money and Arsenal's board don't like to spend money, but they've spent seventy five million on a player. Well they're still spending Arteta it. It's all it's all add ons, mate. It was all add ons. This is it. But Arteta's gonna ask for someone that potentially does cost a lot of money and they're gonna go, Well, the last player that we bought who cost seventy million. Look at the state of him, you know, dreadful. Yes, Arteta didn't buy him, but Arsenal's board don't think like that. They'll just go, No. We spent we spent it once. We're not going to take that gamble again, and they won't. And you know they'll end up with a fourth division French striker like they used to <laughs> in the Do you know what I mean? It's it's mental. Like you say, what could Arteta have done with that money? Um, you know, it's yeah. I think it's a. He's like you say. He's not good. He's never. I don't think he'll ever justify that money. And I can't see him. But you'll, you'll like, I can't see him being there next season. You look at um, Partey that's come in forty five billion, and what a fucking player he is. <laughs> I know how good. I think we all know. We'd, yeah, we've seen him in Champions League, seen him in Europa. We all know how good yeah. uh, Thomas Partey is. And that's his name, Thomas Partey, isn't it? Part, part, yeah, Partey. Yeah. I don't know if he's first yeah, Thomas. Where, where am I Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, it's Thomas. Uh, it's, it's Thomas. Uh, it's, oh, Tom Partey. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 Obviously, Champions like um, mainly because Liverpool have played athletic at times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so we knew how good that was. That was like a done deal. I mean, the benefit of buying from from top level leagues, like buying from La Liga and buying from uh, from other players and uh, other teams in the Premier League, is you kind of get those ready made players. Like, like if you look at the Curry from Everton, uh, from uh, Watford yeah. to Everton, it's just like well, it's another day to always for the Curry. He just he just walks in and he's fucking doing a better job than he was it's doing it, at Watford. Yeah, he knows. You know, he knows just the like, place of the game and yeah and it's just like it's not going to shock these kind of players um you always take that risk if you're buying if you're buying from france then you're, you're always taking that risk that um that you got for every for every terry on readers there's a there's a there's a, a nicholas pepe yeah, pepe i mean look how long <laughs> look how long it's taken dumbly to to start playing some football he was yeah, way over his yeah. head for a long time and i really did i'm kind of backing Ndombele to come good now and i really didn't think for a long long time that Ndombele, um i'm just using him as an example because he came from french leagues um to, for him to, to, to turn into the player he is, or the player that you've seen the highlight reel of before he came to Spurs. Um, but obviously, the, so, I mean, I don't want to write off a player. It's never a good thing to do is write off a player. And Dombley obviously came for big, huge money. Um, 
didn't do the business for a long, long time, and now he is. He was instrumental in that win over Man City. Uh, so maybe, maybe Pepe does does come good one day. Maybe if he can convert him into more of a more of a striker, or like put him as a traditional sort of winger out on the left hand side where he can maybe use his, his left foot to to in swing. Um, who knows? Who knows how they're going to get a tune out of him? To be honest, um, but that's Arsenal's problem. A team that don't have any dramas getting tunes at the players just now. Liverpool uh, played Leicester last night and gave in a convin- a really really convincing performance that. Uh, um, that Klopp must have been absolutely buzzing me, um, considering the yeah. the um, the the missing players in the lineup. Yeah, do you know what? Before the game, I was I was worried. Um, I was I was you know looking at the teams and J- Jamie Vardy loves a goal against Liverpool, and I, I was sat there and I thought, do you know what? Milner's at right back. Can't fault James Milner. He's a wonderful player, but he's not a white. He's not a right back. Fabinho's just come back from injury. Joel Matip's. You know, he's not long come back from injury either. And I thought it could be a perfect game for Leicester, but it was the complete opposite. I just want to say that James Milner is an absolute credit to himself. What a player. He, he literally, he can literally physically play anywhere on that pitch. He'd look like he'd been playing right back his entire career. That's the thing. So Leicester. Leicester clearly had that plan to go down the left hand side and exploit. He absolutely James did, yeah. And <laughs> he fucking bossed it defensively. He really, really you did. No, that's what I mean. They, you know, they went. They and you would. You see the lineup. You think James Milner. He's there. He's like 34, 35. He's not. He's not a right back. He's playing a right back. We've got two youngs on the left. Let's exploit that. And James Milner, in typical James Milner fashion, was just like, no. You're not. <laughs> like, you're not. You're not. You can get past me once, but it won't happen again. And he was like that. He was fat. He was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And on at, le- at left back, Andy Robertson was absolutely fantastic. Both of them were unbelievable. Robbo was firing. Um, Robbo was absolutely un- firing. He was unbelievable. Um, as he has been all season. As he has been for the last three or four years, ever since he signed for Liverpool, he's been absolutely unbelievable. Um, and he continued that again last night. Um, I thought Fabinho and Matip, again, yeah, br- both brilliant. Never played together at centre-back before, but were, were class. Really, really good together. Fabinho, not a centre-back. Again, like Milner, it looks like he's been playing there his entire career. Um, he didn't look out of place. He looked calm. He looked, you know, he was like lead, a leader at the back, taking over that sort of like position. Um, it's going to be so hard to fill with Van Dyke missing, but Fabinho, he definitely slotted in there and he didn't look out of place. Um, the only I thing I will say that looked out of place when you play Fabinho. As a centre back, you lose Fabinho in the midfield, and I still rate Fabinho as one of, if not the best, the best defensive midfielder in the Premier League when he's when he's having oh, a good game. Um, and that's you could tell that they kind of did miss that midfield of Gino and Alden, Navigate and Curtis Jones. They definitely did miss a wee bit of steel in midfield, but I do, I do think Genie did a really good job. I, th- I think um, Curtis Jones again put in a, a six or a seven, um, which is good to see from youngster get getting those like decent performances. And it does we don't we don't need to see worldies every. Every every game, we just need to see consistency um, from the young players, which we are. Um, um, yeah, I thought on. Curtis Jones, like you say, he was consistent, wasn't he? He was good. You know, he, I thought he, I thought he played really well, um, considering how young he is and playing in a in midfield that he's not really played with before. You know, maybe Wine Alden he has, but Wine Alden, like you say, I thought he was brilliant for Holland, doesn't he? He plays that attacking midfield role, but he comes back to Liverpool and he's 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 so good at breaking down the play and stopping that that play. Mm. And um, I thought he was he was very very good. Um, Naby Keita again, I thought he was good as well coming back from injury. Sad to see him go off. Obviously, he's just come back from an injury. I thought he played well up until that point. Um, 
don't know how well, long he's going to be out. Um, Bob will hate that because it's, Liverpool are running out of central midfielders. And this I is think it, you know. He might start, start to kick season, himself and think. A... He might kick himself and think maybe I could have could have just done with Adam Lallana <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, but obviously yeah, having a player like James Milner who just slots into the midfield and it's like he's been playing there all game. <laughs> it's crazy. This is it. Yeah, <laughs> you know he brought Neko Williams on. He went to right back and Milner, like you say, he went straight into midfield and it was like, yeah, not missed. I've I've been here all night and he was brilliant. Um, <laughs> Front three, I thought, worked really well. Um, again, like Mane, he's he's so good, isn't he? He is what makes Liverpool tick. Um, if Mane's having a bad day, so are Liverpool, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I thought Jota, again, fantastic coming in. Scored again. So excited First about Jota. So excited he's about so Jota. so good. And that, that cross from Andy Robertson um, for the assist was brilliant as well. And the movement from Diego Jota was absolutely unbelievable. That run across the defender to, to get that flick on that header and win that header and beat the keeper was unbelievable. Um, there was a lot of Wolves fans um, seen on social media when Liverpool signed him for, for the money, 45 million. They were like laughing. And yeah, they were like, oh, it's not worth it. He's not, he's not worth yeah. it. He's not worth it. And then, you know, <laughs> he's laughing now. <laughs> yeah. Jota, because he's on absolute fire. Um, I think he's, yeah, well, he's pretty much scored every game he's played in, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, um, he's scored in his Patrick first, in the Champions League. Yeah. First four, four, he's scored in his first four home games. I don't think that's ever been this done before. It, yeah. Um, no, it's never been done. Um, and obviously he got the hat trick he got away at Atalanta as well and he doesn't seem to be stopping and he's, it's just another Liverpool's front three is so good that, that you know Mane, Firmino and Salah but now you can add Diego Jota to that as well as you know Minamino, Shakiri, Origi it's a it's such a a, a strength a strength for Liverpool mm-hmm. whereas I think maybe last season the season before we didn't quite you know there was always that worry wasn't there if one of them went out what you know who who comes in but now you think well if one of them goes out Jota's going to step and it's and, it, and he's and he's proven that Salah was missing last night that he can just slot into that and and it and it takes it to the same level and he keeps that same level um but yeah I thought Liverpool were really really good really good to watch speaking um, of Bobby and, and Firmino got, Bobby Firmino I just want to come on to him quickly because you mentioned him earlier um he's back <laughs> in my opinion yeah, he played really well we played really well um, and he, he, he came a centimetre a centimetre from getting a goal and I thought fucking hell that's it I was like fucking oh, don't get it don't get oh, we were down, saying Bobby. weren't we yeah. We, were, yeah we were saying weren't we we were like he can't buy a goal at the minute um, you know we were texting during the game weren't we we were like Christ you know what's this man got to do to score he's a centimetre <laughs> away and then and then he he pops up, doesn't he, with the with the header and it what header as well, by the way. Um really, oh, really cool. good header. A lovely, lovely goal. Um and you can see what it means to him and, and the rest of the team as well. Yeah, the full you know, team were just like as well. Okay, the yeah. full team were on it. And <laughs> it's so good to see, but I think that's that for Liverpool for me is that's everything, isn't it? It's that team cohesion. They are a team and not a group of individuals. They are a team. They get behind each other and, and they proved that again last night. You know, half of that squad's missing through injury and yet the players that have come in, come in. It doesn't even, it doesn't look any different, does it? And uh, and they all get behind each other. And before sixty four and being at home now, so that's a new record for them. Only second behind Chelsea in terms of unbeaten at home. So yeah, I thought it was um, a one really, thing, really, really confident Liverpool performance. One thing it did confuse me, right, with the amount of soft tissue and injuries coming, right, it took till the 89th minute for Manamino and Divock and he get to come on. Yeah. And um, the thing is, Divock is going to really, really struggle to get minutes now. I mean, it was, it was easy for Divock to get minutes because any time Klopp would take off either Mane, Firmino or Salah or one of those three didn't start, Divock would just step in and that would be his role. Um, but he's got competition in Minamino, Jota, 
um, Shakiri. Uh, I think Devil Gray is probably at the bottom of that pecking order. Of those six sort of forward thinking yeah, I'd players, agree. I'd agree with yeah, you. He's probably at the bottom, and he must be thinking, "Hang on a minute, I'm a, I'm a good centre forward. I'm a good centre forward. I fucking scored against Barcelona in the Champions League, you know." <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Champions League final winning and, and the yeah. Champions League final but, got the chance. He used to be thinking, I'm a fucking good forward. How, how am I not getting in this side? And it's just, I, I think it's just, it just doesn't lend themselves to the style of football Klopp wants to play. I think, um, I think the problem with um, with Origi is, is you know, he's a he's a really good footballer, but like you say, he, he doesn't quite. He's, he almost is in that. He almost fits, but he doesn't quite. Um, so. You know, Jurgen's going to pick people that fit in that squad better, and and those players do. But I think Origi can still. Well, you know, we've seen the amount of injuries Liverpool have had so far this season. Origi's going to get game time regardless. Um, so all he can do now is when he does get that game time, is take advantage of it. He's just got when he comes on or when he starts. You know, he's got to be performing. He's got to be assisting. He's got to be scoring. If he even if he's not, he's got to be. He's got to be a threat. Um, I feel like a few times last season when I was watching, he just sort of let the game get by him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think he was so confident the season before. That last season, he, 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 I don't know if he, lo- he almost like he lost confidence after winning the for the Champions League because <laughs> he he yeah. was a completely sort of different player after that. He was almost like he was like, oh, hang on, like where where do I go from here? And instead of sort of keeping yeah. up that level, he sort of he sort of like shied away, I think, a little bit. But I think he's going to get game time definitely. He's, the amount of especially coming into this Christmas period over January February time, he's going to play. But for him, he's he's got to he's got to take advantage of that or. Potentially next season, he might not be at Liverpool. I think so. I think so. I think it might be time he's coming up to that, you know, that, that peak. There were those peak years for a striker when they hit 26, 27, but they're at the peak of their fitness. So it's, it's that sort of nice age where fitness meets experience. So you still have the physicality of a young man, but you have a little bit of the wisdom of someone that's been playing a lot of football. Um, yeah. And whether, whether he's going to want to, like, sort of waste those two years coming off a of bench. I mean, if you look at your stats from last season, obviously, um, Devil and he appeared last season, the title winning season, he, he appeared 28 times, but 21 of those was a sub. Um, this season, we're already at game nine, game week nine, and he's only came on once as a sub. Um, so we're actually oh, almost, yeah. we're almost a, a full quarter through the season, or we are a full quarter through the season, and he's actually only made, so if you, if you, unless there is an injury, I don't, I don't see Devil actually getting, getting time, but I really do think he could do, he could do a fantastic job for a number of clubs. Um, surely, like, I think if he goes, he'll actually go for decent money as well. Yeah, if yeah he I can to go. see him. Um, but I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't expect him to be nailed down to a contract anytime soon either. No, no, I'd agree with you there. Definitely, completely agree with that. All right, but anyway, that's us for time. Uh, and Tajik? No, hey, mate. Um, obviously, a good weekend of football, wasn't it? It's nice to see the Premier League back and oh, it's been great. <laughs> the end of the, the, those fucking internationals. That night, international breaks over finally. Um, <laughs> Makes so, their job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, we've got a nice period now of like of Premier League football to talk about, which <laughs> is what excites me. It's what yeah, it's what I enjoy watching. So and Champions League, obviously, as well. Yeah, tomorrow night. Can't wait. Um, Can't wait. Right, that's going to do us for today. Uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, thanks for joining me, Jake. Thank you very much, mate. No worries. And we will see you again on Wednesday. Cheers, bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.